Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by the Locked On Fantasy Live Show. Do you have fantasy football questions that you need answered before your draft? Don't miss the Locked On Fantasy Live Show airing on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so that you don't miss it because our stable of fantasy experts will be answering your questions live or you could submit your questions ahead of time on Twitter by sending them to at Locked On Network. As for this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, the first ever Locked On Titans podcast that will be live on YouTube, we have a big weekend to discuss. The Titans had their first preseason game of the year against the Falcons on Friday night and then had practice on Sunday. Before we get into all that, do got to remind you guys, I'm going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked On Titans podcast and on the Locked On Titans YouTube page all year round. There's not another Titans content creator that can say that. Make sure that you never miss an episode of the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world by subscribing on whatever platform you listen to podcasts and subscribing to the Locked On Titans YouTube page. Smash that notification bell so you never miss a drop. Also, check me out on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Had a lot of good film stuff up on Sunday from the preseason game. And check out the show page on Facebook at Locked On Titans Pod. So we're talking about everything from the preseason game, everything from Titans practice. Titans fans, let's get it. Titans beat the Falcons 23-3, to and quite frankly, it was domination. On the offensive side of the ball, the Titans were able to move the ball very well in the run game. Not very efficient, but they did have 138 yards on the ground. The offensive line, the first string, the second string, and the third string that played in the game all were able to get pretty decent movement on the Falcons' defensive line. Now, the Titans' offensive line, all three of them, struggled in pass protection. The Titans gave up four sacks on the night, and they particularly struggled with picking up the Falcons' blitzes. Remember, Falcons' defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, is the former Titans' defensive coordinator, and what we know is Pease likes to bring pressure and likes to bring blitzes. The Titans' offensive line, was having a really difficult time communicating to each other where the blitz is going to come from and figuring out who is going to be picking up the free rusher. But despite all that pressure in their face, the Titans quarterbacks played well in this game. Logan Woodside in the first half and then Matt Barkley in the second half and, of course, in route to 23 overall points. Now, on the flip side, the Falcons only scored three, and that's because it was a very good night for the Titans defense. The Titans defense, I would say, the biggest headliner from the game. They had a turnover in the game, an interception by David Long, held the Falcons to only three points, of course, but also held them to 117 rushing yards, and 72 of those rushing yards were in the second half by Falcons' third-string running quarterback, Felipe Franks. 
the Titans didn't game plan for a running quarterback. You don't game plan in the preseason, so that wouldn't have happened in a normal situation. That's the running game. The passing game, the Titans did even better. They held the Falcons' offense to only 52 passing yards on the night, held them to two for 12 on third downs. The Falcons' offense never even reached the red zone. The Titans' defense had five sacks. Five tackles for loss, led mostly by two outside linebackers, the rookie Rashad Weaver and the second-year Titan Wyatt Ray. We're going to talk more about them and tighten up and tighten down. But can't forget the third phase of the game, and that is special teams for the Titans. The Titans were 5-for-5 on their kick, so big shout-out to the kickers. Two for two on extra points. Both of those kicked by Sam Ficken. Three for three on field goals. One field goal for Ficken. Two field goals for Tucker McCann. And quite frankly, McCann would have been three for three on his field goals. He didn't make his third field goal attempt, but there was roughing the kicker, which gave the Titans offense a first down, took the field goal off the board. So overall, a great night for the Titans kickers and a really good night for Titans punt returners. We saw Chester Rogers with a 57-yard punt return. Some really good play on the punt return, not just by Rogers, but by Two gunner guarders and Marcus Johnson and Breon Borders, who did a fantastic job preventing the gunner from getting down the field. And then Borders laid a great block to open things up for Chester Rogers later in the play. Cam Batson, as a punt returner, also had a 14-yard return. There were some issues with kickoff. In the second half, the Falcons had some good returns, but overall a decent night for Titans special teams. Now we do have to talk about, from a big picture standpoint in the game, the guys that didn't play in the game, and that was Julio Jones, of course, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, also the six best offensive linemen on the Titans, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, Ty Sambrillo, Kendall Lamb, Roger Saffold, and Taylor Lawan. We also saw Jeff Swaim at tight end not playing this game on the defensive side of the ball. Rookie cornerback Caleb Farley didn't play. The other rookie cornerback, Elijah Molden, didn't play. Kevin Peterson at cornerback didn't play. Dane Crookshank at safety did not play. Outside linebackers Bud Dupree and Harold Landry did not play. And defensive linemen Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons also did not play in the game, but a very good performance from the Titans as a team in Atlanta, picking up the victory 23-3. to Now, we're going to zoom in and talk about the individual performances in everyone's favorite segment, Tighten Up and Tighten Down. But before we get into that, do want to tell you guys about the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, and that's our friends over at betonline.ag. Football season is right around the corner, and if you can't wait for football season to kick off, baseball season is in full swing. Either way, before kickoff or before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag. You can use your laptop or your mobile device, and when you sign up for a free account, make sure you use the promo code Locked On. that's one word, Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you do make that first deposit. Literally giving you free money at betonline.ag when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook. We are going to continue this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. 
breaking down everything you need to know from the Titans' victory over the Atlanta Falcons, 23-3. We just talked about all of the big-picture team takeaways. Now let's zoom in, talk individual performances, and tighten up and tighten down. Make sure to at me on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans. Let me know if you agree or disagree with anyone on my list, and let me know if you have anybody who you think should be on the list of tighten up or tighten down. We're going to start with the positives, the good performances, the tighten ups. And number one, have to talk about the quarterbacks for the Titans. Logan Woodside, ton of pressure in his face, had a few inaccurate passes where he was behind his receiver, but overall a good night, 10 for 15, 84 passing yards and a touchdown pass. Leading the second half, Matt Barkley, he was 5 for 8, 54 yards and a touchdown pass. So I thought overall good play from the Titans' backup quarterbacks. I've given Logan Woodside a lot of criticism. So got to give credit where credit is due. A very good performance from Woodside. At running back, Makai Sargent, the fifth string running back for the Titans, I thought was the most explosive running back on the night. Now, he didn't have the most efficient night, only 16 carries for 58 yards, had one catch for six yards. But again, I thought he was the Titans' most explosive running back. Going to be an uphill climb for him to make the roster, but putting some good tape out there and maybe a practice squad spot could be open for Makai Sargent. At wide receiver, two guys who only made one catch on the night, but it was a very, very impressive one. We'll start with Cam Batson, who had one catch for 15 yards, but it was a touchdown catch. A great adjustment in midair on a back shoulder fade from Logan Woodside, an incredibly accurate pass from Woodside as well, but a great catch and adjustment by Batson for the touchdown. He also had a punt return for 14 yards, and then when Darrington Evans was hurt, had a kickoff return for 22 yards, so a good versatile night from Cam Batson at wide receiver. Chester Rogers at wide receiver as well, had one catch for 17 yards, a very contested catch, a nice catch from Rogers. Also, that 57-yard punt return, so a good night from both of those versatile, small, fast wide receivers for the Titans. And speaking of that, the third one on the roster is Mason Kinsey, the undrafted free agent, had four catches for 51 yards, a homecoming of sorts as Mason Kinsey is from near the Atlanta area. So a great great day in the second half for Mason Kinsey. He's probably not going to make the Titans roster, but put some really good film out there for the rest of the NFL, and I would expect him to get scooped up if he doesn't make it with the Titans. Continuing that theme, an undrafted free agent tight end, Miller Forrestal. Forrestal touchdown, crack a Miller. He had three catches for 20 yards, one of those being a 12-yard touchdown pass from Matt Barkley on a wheel route in the red zone. Thought he had some good moments blocking as well. So a nice showing from Miller Forrestal. On the offensive line, I like what rookie Dylan Radens did. He had a really good cut block. He had a good pull on a trap. He had some good reps in outside zone. He also had some really good pass protection reps. I put some clips from Dylan Radens' performance on Friday up on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Make sure you check that out. Also, thought undrafted free agent center Cole Bonwart had a good day, really in comparison with the other center who started. Bonwart played with the second unit for the offensive line. I thought he got some good movement in the run game, had some good reps and pass protection as well. He did have one problem snap, but I thought that was more on Matt Barkley than on Cole Bonwart. And with the play of Daniel Murner, who's ahead of Bonwart, and how bad that's been, Bonwart has an opportunity here to maybe slide on the roster or at least the practice squad. That's something to monitor. Also, I thought 
that Matt Barkley, who I mentioned before, had a good day playing with that second unit. Uh, also want to mention on special teams here, Marcus Johnson, Breon Borders, as I talked about before, were tremendous on that long punt return by Chester Rogers. I put a film breakdown, a quick clip of that up on Twitter on Sunday as well at Tic Tac Titans, so check that out. On the defensive side of the ball, the big headline was the rookie Rashad Dream Weaver. He had three tackles, two tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, had a pass defended against the quarterback at the line of scrimmage. He was generally disruptive throughout the night. Very exciting to watch him going forward. Also, Christian Fulton started at cornerback, had a pass breakup with some really good inside leverage. Clip of that is up on Sunday as well on Twitter. Had a good play on special teams as a gunner as well. Wyatt Ray, who I talked about in the first segment, had seven tackles, one and a half sacks, and a tackle for loss. I thought he had a very good showing as well. David Long, who I think has a chance to be a starter this year over Rashawn Evans. David Long had two tackles, had that interception, dropping back in zone coverage. He really need to improve his pass coverage throughout the offseason. It looks like he's taking steps to do that. And something very interesting, they put David Long out on the field on third downs and took Rashawn Evans off. So that's something to watch going forward. David Long played very well, and he's had a very good camp. So far on the interior defensive line, Tyre Tart, Lorel Murchison, both of them very disruptive, getting penetration, especially Lorel Murchison. I thought he, he had just an absolutely fantastic night, had three tackles, a tackle for loss, was getting up and down the line of scrimmage, really handling the guy who was trying to block him and not giving up any ground. He looks like a totally different animal from his rookie year last year. I think he could be a big boost to the Titans defensive line rotation, this new and improved version of him, and he got a lot of praise for his offseason from the coaching staff as well, and we're seeing the fruits of that labor. I mentioned the kickers in the first segment, but want to give them a big tighten up here, five for five on the night. And then finally, Ola Adani had a sack, had a tackle, had a tackle for loss, played well on special teams. He's just going to be a really good utility player for this roster. Now, do have to go to the Titan Downs. The guys who I think did not have the best night out there. And we got to start on the offensive line. Starting center on the night, Daniel Murner. Has had snap issues. I think six or seven bad snaps throughout training camp. I thought he was awful in this game. Missed a bunch of blitz pickups. Uh, didn't get a lot of movement in the run game. I just thought that he didn't really give the Titans anything. And and that first team offensive line struggled in the center. And I think it was a lot to do with Daniel Murner. He did not have a great night. Uh, I don't like to make film breakdowns just showing how bad somebody played. So if you guys want to go check it out, feel free to go watch. But uh, take my word for it here. Daniel Murner, really poor training camp. Really poor first preseason game. I don't see how he's going to hold that roster spot. Also, starting at right tackle was last year's third-string left tackle, David Questenberry. I thought he had a very tough night. A lot of people got on Dylan Radins, the rookie who was starting at right guard before he moved over to right tackle with the second and third-string offensive line. But Questenberry gave up a pressure. Christian Deloro, as the left tackle, also gave up some interior pressure. And then Dylan Radins, dude, just slid off and made the tackle on Woodside as he tried to escape the pocket. 
I don't think that's Raiden's fault, quite frankly. I think it's on Questenberry. He didn't have a very good night starting at right tackle. Luke Stalker, who was brought in as a veteran tight end, a blocking guy. I thought he would be a lock for this roster at this point, get that third tight end spot, but he didn't have a very good night. Something you can count on Stalker for, some good blocking. He whiffed on a few blocks. I was just pretty surprised by his performance being so poor. At the running back spot, I mentioned Makai Sargent as a tighten up. And it's in comparison to Brian Hill and Jeremy McNichols. Brian Hill was 11 carries for 38 yards. McNichols, three carries for 12 yards. I don't think either of them were very good in pass protection either. So uh, really surprised by that. Makai Sargent, far and away more explosive than both Brian Hill and Jeremy McNichols. Rashawn Evans, like I said, got taken off the field on third downs. Not a good sign for Rashawn Evans. Also gave up a, a, a catch end zone coverage where he dropped way too deep over the middle of the field in his coverage when the guy in his zone was right in front of him at about eight yards and got an easy completion. So it probably has to do something with him coming off the field on third down. So didn't think Rashawn Evans played very well in the short time that he was out there. A backup defensive lineman, Anthony Rush, he had an offsides called on him where he jumped too early. And when he was out there, just didn't find him very impressive holding up at the nose tackle. Chris Jackson, the cornerback, the Titans had him at Gunner on punt team where he was running down trying to make a play on the punt returner. I think he's too slight and too small for that position. He didn't do well against the, the double press coverage guarding the Gunner. He didn't do well with a little bit of contact down the field because he's so slight. Don't see him as a long-term option in that role. Also have to mention rookie wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick, who was the last wide receiver to get on the field. We'll talk a little bit more about Fitz in the next segment when we talk about his unfortunate Sunday practice. Either way, not a good sign for the fourth-round rookie wide receiver to be behind his sixth-round rookie wide receiver counterpart in Racy McMath, undrafted free agent like Mason Kinsey, and a roster journeyman like Fred Brown. Playing behind those guys as a fourth-round rookie, just not a great sign for Fitzpatrick. And these guys didn't play bad, but Injuries are definitely a tighten down. Darrington Evans looked like he pulled a hamstring or something on his fourth carry of the day. Linebacker B.J. Bellow got hurt and is on the IR as of Sunday night. Trevin Colley, interior defensive lineman, was having a good preseason game and then got hurt, didn't come back. Brady Breeze at safety also did not return after injury. And then Tucker McCann, the kicker, was hurt on a roughing the kicker penalty. He did not return to kick anymore and then missed practice on Sunday, which we'll talk about next. So unfortunate injury for McCann, who had a very good night kicking the ball otherwise. We're going to get into Sunday's practice, give you some updates on some of the guys who got injured. Before we get into that, though, do have to tell you about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy, and they come from our friends over at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar has something for everyone on their website. My personal favorite flavors are the peanut butter brownie and the salted caramel. You could throw the bars in the freezer, in the fridge, or even in the microwave. I know a lot of people like doing that. Either way, the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're absolutely delicious, but it's not just the taste. They're healthy for you as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Also, RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Visit RockAuto.com right now. Check out their catalog. It's unique. It's remarkably easy to use. 
few easy clicks get you whatever you need delivered directly to your door. You can quickly see all the different brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices are always reliably low, and the same for everyone at rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and when you place your order, make sure that you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box right underneath your shipping information so they know that I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are going to cap off this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, breaking down everything you need to know from Titans practice on Sunday and getting you ready for a big week ahead for the Tennessee Titans. We started off the show breaking down all the big takeaways from the preseason win over the Falcons, went into a conversation about the individual performances and tighten up and tighten down. Before we get into Sunday's practice, do want to remind you about the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. So Sunday's Titans practice came directly after a Titans game. So, of course, practice was light. The Titans came out, got their warm-up in, went into some individual drills, and then just had 11-on-11 either walking through or jogging through those periods. And the big news coming out of Sunday's practice was the... Unfortunate performance of rookie wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick. Now, Fitzpatrick was obviously on the end of the Titans' depth chart during the preseason game, as we just talked about. Mike Vrabel said after the game that Des Fitzpatrick would, quote-unquote, have to do a lot to be able to get more reps. So he has to do a lot more in practice. Uh, And Des Fitzpatrick didn't do that on Sunday. In an individual drill with the wide receivers, he dropped two passes in a row. The coaches made him go out there for a third rep. He dropped that one as well. Now, that third pass wasn't as good as the first two passes, so maybe it wasn't completely his fault on the third one. But either way, not what you want to see as the rookie continues to struggle. And he's going to be fighting for his roster life here. It's not a shoe-in that the fourth-round pick will make the roster with all the competition at wide receiver. And general manager John Robinson was watching the drill while he was struggling. Just a tough weekend for Des Fitzpatrick at wide receiver. Some positive news, though. For the first time in training camp, we saw running back Derrick Henry, left tackle Taylor Lewan, and outside linebacker Bud Dupree go fully throughout the 11-on-11 period. Now, reminder, it was just jog-throughs and walk-throughs, but that's positive steps for three of the Titans' most important players. Do have to mention, though, that Christian Fulton was hurt during practice. He limped inside. Hopefully, that is nothing serious. But some players who are returning from injury have missed for a while. Jeff Swaim, who's been out for about a week, returned to practice. Elijah Molden, the rookie cornerback, who I really hope to see on Friday night but didn't return to practice. Nate Davis at right guard returned to practice. And then outside linebacker Harold Landry returned to practice as well. Sitting practice out, though, Julio Jones, of course, uh, Darrington Evans, who got hurt on Friday night, Ben Jones, Kendall Lamb, Tucker McCann, hurt on Friday night, Danico Autry, Brady Breeze, another Friday injury, safety Maurice Smith, Dane Crookshank, Trevin Colley, who was hurt on Friday night, and then Matthias Farley. So that is your Sunday practice recap. 
Also want to mention here, the Titans have a big week ahead of them, and here is what is on the schedule. On Monday, there is a practice for the Titans that's open to the fans. The first one since training camp started. So check me out on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans. Let me know if you're going to the Titans practice on Monday night. I'll be breaking down that practice on tomorrow's show. And then Tuesday, the Titans travel to Tampa Bay to get ready for joint practices with the defending Super Bowl champions taking place on Wednesday and on Thursday. Joint practices between two teams are often very, very intense, very, very physical. Probably uh, the most realistic practices that the team will have that can compare to actual NFL games. So very excited to break down everything that takes place at the joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that all leads up to a rest day on Friday and then the preseason game on Saturday night in Tampa where the Titans take on the Buccaneers. And like I said, the majority of the reps that the starters will be getting one-on-one starter versus starter will be coming in joint practices. And then we'll see a heavy dose and a heavy diet of the backups on Saturday night. But a big week ahead for the Titans. I'm going to be covering it all here on the Locked On Titans podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube page as well. This is, again, the first Locked On Titans podcast that's being streamed on YouTube. And a look behind the curtain for you guys. This is actually the third take, the third time I've recorded the show on Sunday night because of technical difficulties and things like that. But either way, so excited to embark on this YouTube adventure with you guys. Make sure to tell your friends, tell your family, tell other Titans fans about the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's all enjoy this 2021 season together. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.